What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. And thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Ricky. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening. I'm all right. Yourself? I'm sounding a hell of a lot better than your hay fever ridden self. Yep. Fucking hay fever. It's getting worse and worse. It will be because of the meter high grass that's been cut and that's why it will be so bad <laughs> so it's a, a special occasion for us on the podcast tonight Ricky is it? we've got a, someone returning to the roster <laughs> after a, a multi year hiatus <laughs> Barry Baz D, welcome back to the show how are you? I'm doing very well guys, thanks for having me back it's been a while but a lot of change in that time, I suppose. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> nearly two years, is it? Is it longer than two years? Eh? Roughly. It's, it's the OG the crew. changed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get JR back for the, the OG crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had said last week on the show that we're going to take things a bit less seriously. Uh, obviously, basically, a day or two later after the Last week's podcast came out. That kind of went out the window as far as content for this week's concerned. The whole um, speaking out movement that's on Twitter, a lot of wrestlers predominantly, like alarmingly predominantly in the UK wrestling scene, a lot of them to do with NXT UK as well, um, have been outed for various forms of abuse, whether it's grooming online via Snapchat, Facebook, um, inappropriate actions at um, after parties, you name it um, assault, rape a lot a lot, a lot of shit has hit the fan over the last few days and um, I don't really know what to say about it, has anyone got any, any sort of thoughts? Um, uh, it's just bonkers, bonkersly bad alarmingly a lot of them are associated with one company and that one company just so happens to be on our doorstep uh-huh. um, I think we've long long said that there will be no Joe Coffee slander like I think if people you ask people who's our favourite wrestler most people are going to say it's Joe Coffey mm-hmm. so when you hear things like what he's apparently done and his silence is fucking deafening at this moment in time. Um, well, a certain case, he just kind of hit home, hit a lot harder. Um, and like you say, like, they vary. 
they vary from just people being general kind of sex pests to full on rape allegations to grooming just to people being paedophiles um, quite shocking and disturbing and quite frankly like Mark Dallas is a fucking cunt <laughs> I'm sorry, right? This is a guy who's owner of ICW, and by all accounts, by what people are saying, he is watching this happen and letting it happen, but not only watching it happen, he seemingly seems to be involved in it as well. Well, it's one of those ones, it's not just on our doorstep, because you've got the likes of Progress, um, Rev Pro, there's all up and down the country there's bad I, I was just meaning like several like high higher profile guys or like people mm-hmm. that we really like are from the company that's on our doorstep uh-huh. and Barry you had actually said to me last night it might be a bit dodgy to just start flinging names about the place and I, I do get that I can I see where <laughs> you're coming from but one thing ca- one thing we can say as a fact is that ICW have been very, very quiet with all this going on, and a lot of the people that have come through ICW's doors have been implicated, and there's hardly any statements being made. There's a blanket statement about trainers or mentors or mental health first aiders coming in, but um, their silence, as Ricky said, is deafening. Yes. Practice what you preach. Yep. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Aye, um, it's never a company I've had any sort of affiliation or bored with to be honest with you I don't know why even though because as you said it was on our doorstep and stuff but I just never really there was an interest in it at all not that it makes it any better than to do anything like that you know but at the same time I'm quite surprised this is probably this sounds a bit strange but it's probably the first time that something like this has come out in a big company like this and the rest of the industry just seems like something that you might have heard about before now and so God knows how long this sort of stuff has been going on um, I know there was a couple of Daft rumours about Vince, but I'm sure he's had plenty of things flung his way in the past as well. Um, during the sort of whole diva time, he was up to no good then as well, but that's uh, Vince McMahon for you. But no, I've never been a huge fan of ICW anyway, but um, still terrible for that to go down. Um, and as you said, it's not just ICW anyway, so the fact it's happening uh, in a sport that we, we all love is, is um, disgraceful, to be honest with you. I think... Um, say that it's not nothing like this has come out in the past to this scale um, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. for me like like it says I, I completely agree that we've just got to be careful that we don't start like uh, like trial by social media kind of thing and as soon as someone's accused of something we automatically assume they've done it because there's been countless times where that's been proven wrong like, there was a Trent Seven story um, floating around as well, and it's like, where apparently girls were underage, and they were, Trent was buying them drinks, but it turns out they were actually over the age of 16, but not, so they must have been 16 or 17. So yes, technically over the legal age over here to have sex, but not old enough to drink. So the story goes, he stopped buying them alcohol, which is when he found out their age. And then, some woman came in to prevent them from having sex and she had sex with Trent and got him that she got him that drunk that she had sex with him. And it was weird because then it turns out like the girls 
and then came out and says, no, no, we were actively trying to hook up with him as well. So it's not like we were being like led astray or he was trying to groom us or anything. So, so like I said, there's different things. And the Tyler Bates story to me as well, I think we need to remember Tyler Bates like 23, 24. And I talked about it a couple of years ago. So like, this is a guy who's single and basically just wants to shag and fuck in this moving. <laughs> so I think, I think the <laughs> thing was that maybe someone was in a relationship and was trying to hook up with But I mean, if that's... If we're going to if we're going to um, like put someone up and like put um, and and like hang them based on that, like I think half the population out there have probably done stupid shit like that. Um, and like I said, some people have come out and denied it. Like Jordan Devlin came out with a really strong statement. Um, and I don't Matt know Riddle. if it's just because Matt Riddle as well. And I don't know if it's just because Jordan Devlin's one of my favourites. Where I'm like, I kind of believe. That maybe he didn't do it, or maybe I don't know, because I think if you would look at it, uh, Session Moff and Jordan Devlin seem to be really, really close, and she liked and retweeted his state as denial. And uh-huh. I'm like, do you know what? Like, like you have come out with stories saying people have done stuff to you, and this is your close friend, and I feel like, well, maybe there is a bit of truth to what he's saying, but like I said, I think we do need to be wary. We're like we now just decide everyone who's got stories about them is guilty. We kind of need to see how it plays out. But I think at the same time, we can't turn around and say about the, the alleged victims that you're lying. Like, you know, that's just not the way it works. Because I think, um, like, if I, for instance, if I come out to you two and be like, look, I hooked up with this girl and she's dead easy, blah, 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 and we've done this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you would turn around and be like, oh, brilliant, excellent, excellent. But if that same girl come out and say something like, by the way, Ricky done this and done this to me, you would be like, no, I don't think he did kind of thing. So I think there's still that perception that, that some women are easy and if a guy hooks up with women, it's great. But if it's the other way around and a woman says something about a guy negatively, like, we're kind of quick to be like, no, you're lying. Um, but I think no matter what, like, and I know I'm going on a bit, but I think there's a lot of truth to it because a lot of different people are coming out and saying a lot of different things. And like I said, a lot of the people who have been accused have come out and admitted to some of it. Why did that page get shut down on Twitter then? The, was a well, I saw something, I saw that exposed wrestling, I saw... <clears throat> that was it, that one, right. I saw that someone saying, well, maybe they're just posting up a lot of bullshit at times, but at the same time, someone mm-hmm. did say that, I don't know if it was Police Scotland or if it was West Yorkshire Scotland, uh, US Yorkshire Police, basically saying that, look, if you continue spreading stuff online and talking about these cases and releasing more information of them like we can't do anything and you've got to stop talking about them just like a normal case but I don't know mm-hmm. what I find quite sickening is yes by law of averages there is a chance that some of these aren't real and like you said Session Moth liked Jordan Devlin's statement of innocence and I can't remember who it was someone had tweeted this has to stop we need to do better and I saw for a split second I'm pretty sure that Wolfgang had liked it and he's been implicated in something that sounds just basically flat yes. out pedophilia with taking pictures at school gates and stuff like that. Again, alleged. So, it's just... And no denial. No denial, I know, no nothing. I know, it's, I know some people are like, well, maybe their, lawyer, maybe their lawyers are telling them to be quiet. Might, might be true. But, I don't know, like, the silence, like I said, is definite at this moment in time, but it's not when you go. Because... Progress, they've made an arse of it on Twitter at the start of oh, this all, yeah. but they are actively giving updates on their staff turnover and new roles that have been made. 
ICW have done a couple of tweets and then three or four of the wrestlers in that kid fight made an absolute arse of himself saying he who cast it he who without sin cast the first stone or something like that it's like it would appear he came came out with a statement and basically tried to excuse his behaviour by saying it was mental health (sighs) again I think that's another touchy subject like at the end of the day, like especially given like how we've all kind of been locked up in our houses for so long, that like, mental health is a big thing. Oh yes. And I don't know, like maybe it's just because he's been accused of this that we're now going to be like, well, you're using mental health as an excuse. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know, but his statement was a fucking joke as well. Um, Travis Banks' statement as well. Like, I'm sorry, right? You have literally just. You you've you were your own judge, jury, and executioner with that statement alone. That statement alone convicts Travis Banks. Like the police should be acting on that now, because because yes, Millie Millie McKenzie was over the age of sixteen. What was she seventeen? But if you go onto gov.uk, you will see that someone who is in a position of power over someone who is younger than 18 it is classed as basically I, I don't know if it was grooming or it's basically classed as um, like having sex or relationships with a minor so he was so you're talking about like teachers and stuff so he was technically a teacher or like her, her boss or her trainer etc so he falls under that and he openly admits having a relationship with her while she was 17 well mate when she was 17 you were her trainer and you held a position of power over her yeah. so therefore you have just openly admitted I was having sex, I was having a sexual relationship with someone who is classed as a minor. Or like I say, I don't know if it should be classed as a minor or should be classed as a vulnerable victim, I'm not entirely sure, but either way, it is against the law and illegal what he done. Now, if he was a random 31-year-old or 32 or whatever he was at the time and she was 17, it's kind of creepy and disgusting. You'd be like, mate, you know, she's half your age. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't be illegal. Mm-hmm. But what he'd done was illegal. And that's fact. Barry's had to step away for a second there, but I'll jump in. See, the legality side of things. Okay, there is this thing about age of consent in the UK. And you've just alluded to the position of trust. But see, at the end yep. of the day, I'm, I don't know if this is just me, right? See if I'm in my mid-twenties and I've got 15, 16, 17-year-old girls that are training or boys. There's been a few guys that have had... Um, sto- I'd saw recently as well, actually, that Keith Lee had possibly yes. been sort of roofied. Yes, I read that not long ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, these, at the end of the day, you can talk about legalities, you can talk about positions of trust, but these are young people that are being preyed upon and a lot of these people so the ones that we can comfortably talk about are those that have come out and admitted things or they've been flat out sacked like the likes of Jack Gallagher which was done see in comparison to Velveteen Dream Matt Riddle Trent Seven all these guys Jack Gallagher was dealt with swiftly the the Jack Gallagher one I don't want to say like you know they had ulterior motive but to me, it was just 
but Paul was screamed off, well, you've given us an excuse to get rid of you kind of thing. We don't really need you. We didn't really want you or need you anyway, so here we go, get rid of you. Maybe. The Matt Riddle one, he's come out straight away denying it. Velveteen Dream, now this is a, what is this, like the second or third time, like the last six or seven months it's come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's worrying. You know, like, it's horrifying some of the stuff that he was saying. Well, again, allegedly, say, like I would I say allegedly, we saw the screenshots and stuff. Uh, just fucking horrifying. The Trent Simmons story that's come out as well in the last few hours, that basically he had sex or, well, can't say sex, but apparently raped someone who was basically paralytically drunk, incapable of saying yes or no. I hope that's not true, because he is one of our favourites. Mm-hmm. I know that... He also came out very early on, though, and made, made a very short and simple and effective statement. It was like, I deny everything that's been said about me, and I will be looking to press charges uh, for assassination, assassination of character or something and then signed it off with his actual real name. Just kept it short and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I think... Sorry, you go. The, one of the things that bothers me, okay, these are wrestling characters, but a lot of them, especially in the indie scene, are portraying their, what we believe with their real selves. And these people are idolised um, based on false pretenses. You've got Joey Ryan, everyone thinks he's... He's just in it for the shits and giggles, but he's up to no good in a bad way. And then you've got the links to David Starr. This guy. Oh, we will talk about David Starr shortly. Right, okay, we'll talk about him shortly then. Oh, yes. The people like Joey Ryan, it's just these people have been idolised, false pretenses. And there's a lot, I know Kyle from Outsider's Edge, he's a big fan. Of Joey Ryan, and he's like devastated that he could be in a position of trust and yep. just abuse it in such a fashion. There's so many of them yep. to name that, like, there's probably a few that are obvious that we've missed, and it's not a case of favouritism. It's not a case of I'm not going to speak about such and such because they're my faves. Because you know, we've basically, I mean, I'm happy to say, seven ties with ICW based purely on their lack of action. Public action. Listen, listen. Sorry to cut you off. You continue. Listen, you don't need to sever your ties with ICW because ICW could be fucked after this. Yeah, NXT UK could be fucked after this. And if if I don't see WWE take appropriate action, I feel as if they are at least legally because Jack Gallagher's gone. Matt Riddle has got an ongoing court case. There's still a few names and like. This UK side of things is far too dodgy. There's far too many. That Ligero seems like a monster. Just uh, he's just he is just a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he, like I say, is, I think I think he's deleted his Twitter and a lot of people went. Kaylee Ray went after him on Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, Amir Jordan as well, where he was basically like, "You forced me to to run for four hours on the beach when I was fasting." Um, you know, a lot of people came after him. I think I want to say Page or so, I don't know if it was Page, but certainly a few people came after him. Um, talking about like some like we say, talking about NXT UK, for instance. Like I says, the only one out of Gallus I've not heard of anything about is Mark Coffey. He has also been very quiet, but I've not heard the allegations about him. No, that's fair enough. Uh, but like I said, what's <laughs> oh man, look. We are massive, and I've, spoke, I've touched on it, we are massive Joe Coffee marks. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, like, see if this is true. I, like you say, you could be your severed ties with ICW. Man. If this is true and appropriate action isn't taken, there's a good chance the only wrestling I watch could be, shout out to keeping it strong, so could be uh, a New Japan product. Um, Because, like, yes, yeah, well done for Jack Gallagher. And I think we need to always remind ourselves. Uh, and I want to touch on Sammy Guevara as well. But we need to remind ourselves that, look, I can't accuse Clive of something and then demand that his wife leaves him or his the police immediately arrest him and, and convict him based on what I say. Like you have to, we have to let it play out. We have to see what information comes out and, and what is true and what isn't true. But do you really trust a lot of these companies to turn around and do like a proper investigation and, tr- and find out what's actually happened? Because in my mind, the way I'm looking at it right now, Mark Dallas, yes, went off Twitter before it all came out. Was off Facebook, etc. Right, but it's simple enough for you to reactivate it and put out your own tweet, like a tweet or a statement. Sorry, a statement from the ICW owner is more powerful than a statement released by ICW uh, Twitter account. Yeah, I think it's one of the referees that runs it. Yep, and, and, and the thing is, like to me in my mind, I'm just thinking like some of you are keeping quiet because you are hoping it will blow over so you can worm your way back out. If, if we don't talk about it and we don't address it, people will forget about it. It's the lack of response and lack of action. When some of your like figureheads ICW over the years, Good Fight, Mikey Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash. Oh, he sounds like a fucking nut job. Which was personally um, pretty, very disappointing because I've sort of admired him from afar for a number of different reasons, not just his wrestling character. Um, I've really enjoyed him, but it sounds like he's just a an animal, but yep. an animal just like and, and, a calculating, and, and, conniving piece of shit. And he runs like a or ran or well, like an all women's promotion based up here. Yeah, um, fierce females. He, like, yep, relieved himself of all duties there. So he's owned up to some of the stuff he's been accused of. Now I can't remember if I saw it or not, but did one of the kings of catch? Did something come out with them? Lewis Garvin. Uh, who's come out and admitted admitted as such that he would emotionally manipulate girlfriends and saying that he's been abu- he's, he's living with his ex who is abusive and he can't leave her because she'll kill herself and apparently he was saying this to many other different girls at the same time and one one of the common things that I've seen um, pretty sure Jimmy Havoc falls into this category as well they manipulate these women Yep. And they say, if you break up with me or if you say something, I'm going to harm myself. That seems to be a common factor. Another common factor is their age. It's like. Young, young women, man. It just seems to be so ingrown and institutionalised within the whole of the scene. Like, what is wrong with these folk that they think it's yep. alright to do these after parties and get the, the Snapchat details of someone? And just. And, and this is what we're saying, folks. Now, it is not over here anyway, right? It is not illegal for me or Clive to have sexual relationships with someone who's 16 years old. But it's fucking wrong. It is, it is so morally wrong. Like, I, I couldn't look at a 16 year old and be like, oh yeah, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her. Like, like no, like, because she's half our age. And on top of that, like, 
I don't care what people say about, oh, well, someone's mature for their age and it's a child for fuck. It's just still a child. Mm-hmm. Still a child. You can't, if you, like, see, at the end of the day, if you can't legally buy alcohol, to me, you're still a child. Mm-hmm. Now, even at the age of 32, I still couldn't go near like an 18 year old. I would, I would feel wrong about that. But at least they're able to drive, they're able to go out and buy their alcohol, they can go to clubs. It's still, like, it's still really questionable though. It, it's, it's horrible, it's horrible. I think, see, more than anything, it's, it's what you say, is it's people in a position of power abusing that power. It's not even, because like, like I say, when, at the end of the day, if somebody's 16, you can't touch them unless it's a Travis Banks case. Like, the law can't do a single thing about it. But what have you done to this innocent 16-year-old before it? How are you, you speaking to her? What have you been implying? What What do you contend after them? What do, What are you currently doing to them? Because like you say, it's like, a lot of people, it doesn't matter about age, but especially when you factor in age, see someone like, don't, like, look, I'm going to use Tyler Bait as, Bait as an example, right, because I think he's a good-looking guy. Now, you try to tell me if Tyler Bate doesn't go up to, like, some starstruck 16-year-old uh, or 15-year-old wrestling fan and, you know, suddenly he or she might be, you know, be like, oh, I don't care, Tyler Bate's showing an interest in me, like, it doesn't matter, like, you know, I'm just going to throw myself at him or whatever. So what are these people doing to these innocent kids? I think... Like for me, I think that it's up and down the UK, and obviously in some cases in America as well. But we're looking at about six or seven people in ICW, and that's just the people that have come out, and like mm-hmm. people who have done stuff like this. Isn't we don't know what the hell goes on backstage. There's been rumours that people have been talked down out of making statements, and Veronica Lestrange, the sort of interviewer. One of the interviews backstage, she said she was going to make a statement. She just wasn't ready. And that mm-hmm. was on Friday night. She still hasn't. I checked that earlier on the day. She's, still not, she's been very quiet as well. And like, there's something, something stinks uh, at ICW with all this. Just the, the, the silence. Um, Killian Dane's been implicated. Not implicated. Has he? Not implicated, but. Um, he was training a lot of the people that are had fingers pointed at them, and apparently he just turned a blind eye. Right, so, like I say, I think, and you see people say some stupid shit on Twitter because Twitter's full of like ninety nine percent of people on Twitter are idiots anyway. But you've got like people like so if Killian Dane was turning a blind eye to, it, he's he he's at fault as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Mark Dallas himself, and I'm jumping about because his allegation has been sent been put out Dallas. But if those allegations come out, I would hold Dallas as equally responsible as every person that's committed these crimes because I'd be like, look, that's your shit, that's your (laughs) empire, and you're letting that stuff happen. I know. So we've got. Yes, we do. We've got Barry back. And uh, are you familiar with before this 
before this all went down, Barry, are you familiar, familiar with David Starr? David Starr rings a bell, um, remind me. He's a guy who's, who was big in the independence and he wanted, he was always a Irish OTT wrestling and stuff like that. He was a big deal in the UK indie scene and he was all about mm-hmm. fuck the system and he was trying to unionise wrestling we the independent and all that stuff but uh, Ricky wanted to hold off and talk about David Starr so where have you got on? are you still there Ricky? yeah right. no, I, I only wanted <laughs> it's not so much I want to go into detail about him right but fuck David Starr honestly David Starr the wrestler phenomenal David Starr versus Jordan Devlin from last year could well have been the match of the year right it was that damn fucking good but the promo itself was just every bit as good as a as a as a match, right? But in the promo, Jordan Devlin says, "Ask David Starr why he's so bitter, and ask him why how many WWE tryouts he's had." Right? So it stems from that shit. That this whole gimmick he 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 created was because no big company wanted him. But and that and he turns around and says, "The reason why." We the independents why I'm trying to save the Indies, as he like to say, and, and unionize. I think Ran says it was like it was perfect. It wasn't because you were upset about the fucking the big machine churning out millions and billions of billions of pounds and blah 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 blah. It was the fact that you want to unionize and be as strong as you could so none of these allegations can see the light of day. On top of that, the video that he put out, you're a fucking scumbag. I'm so happy he's been caught because that guy is a fucking <laughs> bell end. <laughs> it, um, one of the one of these exes had put up a video. I'm trying to remember this one. I can't really remember all of it, but he put up basically, a video. Hooran, basically, 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 who and her and her pals out saying, "Oh well, I want this off you. You can suck me off, and you can suck him off. Bring these people, bring that." And it's like, mate. You're just a wank. And seeing that video, mate, your beard is a fucking riot and your hair was a disaster. I'm just putting it out there. And it's, <laughs> it, it all fell apart. I mean, obviously it had fallen apart for him before that video, but this guy is all about we the people and all that stuff. And then he's talking about just basically getting all the slots for a wet lay. And then he calls one of his pals gay, drops the F-bomb, it's like, oh, you've just fucking made an absolute uh, mockery of your movement, your own movement. It's a shambles. See, and, and you know what? Like, see, half of these people, and I'm not saying this is any better, right? But these people are just so unintelligent that you can't even do it and say it around in your own group chat, for instance. Like, you know, like, but instead you're going out and saying it to the entire fucking world. Like, like if you're going to, if you're going to be a dick, right, and you're going to be an absolute whatever, at least do it in the privacy of your own home or if privacy around your pals or you know you want to get away with it but you're not even intelligent enough to be like oh well I'll, I'll, I'll put out a certain image to the wider public but behind the scenes of people who really know me, they just know I'm a piece of shit but I can act like a piece of shit around them if you know what I mean <sighs> What do you think? <coughs> Where do we go next? Because I know a lot of these places not us. We'll move on to something shortly. But what what do you do with this? I mean, there seems to be levels of punishment with WWE. Yeah, it's still a wee bit fishy. I will let Barry answer. But for me, I would say 
you find out what the truth is and, and take it from there. And, and the truth is something you might never, ever get. Which and is very disappointing. It is, but then I think you need to look and say to yourself, well, I've got two options. I've either I'm loyal to my wrestler or I look at some of the evidence that I do have. I look at some of these screenshots. I look at all these different accusations. I can, and at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, it's not going to be like a police investigation as such because you need, like, overwhelming evidence. Just look someone in the eye and be like, you didn't pass the eyeball test. Like, there's something shifty about you that I didn't quite trust and you didn't quite tell me the full truth. You're gone. Like, like the Enzo thing, like, I don't know if that, I can't remember if that ever got proven or whatever, right? But basically, it was because he lied to WWE about it all. And they were like, do you know what? Fuck off. We were fed up with you anyway. You're gone. And and, and, it, and he, I gotta say, I can't remember if it, was, if, if it was just a case of there just wasn't enough evidence. But let's just say he definitely didn't do it. Well, WWE don't care because you lie continuously about it. So I think you just look, you look the man in the eye if you can't get a definitive conclusion and you just look at yourself and you make a decision saying that, no, you didn't quite pass the eyeball test. Would you, Barry, would you fling the book at, for instance, Velveteen Dream? Because that's all just went very, very quiet. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, if there's not enough evidence to do federal investigations, then there's definitely need to be some sort of internal investigation if there's enough evidence there, I would say. Uh, and then, obviously, yeah, if it's, it's proven guilty, then get rid of him. It's simple as that. It's strip the titles, strip his career. It should be mentioned again if it's as serious as that, in my opinion. It's, it's just, what else can you do? I mean, WWE have got a, a great habit of just taking a name and forgetting all about them. See Roman Reigns for that matter for now, <laughs> and there's been several wrestlers in the past I've done it with, so there would have no second thoughts of doing it to Velveteen Dream. But I, I would, I would say if um, the evidence is there and they're proven proven guilty, get rid of them and uh, strip them of the titles as well. So any titles these people have won get doesn't exist. Asterix beside it, it's what, the title doesn't exist either. Just that's never. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh in the title, you know. But the title shouldn't be mentioned in the same sentence as these um, pervy men. <laughs> I WWE the dream, the dream one, the dream ones. Like I say, that's now the second or third time in the last six, seven months, and, uh, and it's gone. I don't want to say it's gone quiet because it's not like WWE come out and made individual statements about individual people. So. I see you kind of need to wait and see. Um, it'll be interesting. Be interesting. I think, like I say, it'll, a lot of people will stop watching, I think, or will, will try to distance themselves from WWE or wrestling in general if nothing happens, if nothing gets done about it. I think the independent scene's been hammered. It just so happens that it falls in a time when there's no live shows and stuff like that, but... I imagine quite a few will not make it past the coronavirus easing of restrictions. Of what companies, you mean? Aye. Companies want to buy it. Speaking of the coronavirus, did you see, this was just tweeted out not that long ago, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet has learned multiple, pe- multiple people in WWE who have been at the Performance Centre tested positive for COVID-19 this week, including in-ring talent. 
Oh, yep. Here we go. So, here we go. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. So, no, it's ah, it's dreadful news. <laughs> very new. So, does anyone know how long it takes to test? I mean, to get the results after a test? Has any of you guys been tested? Uh, normally, over here, they said 72 hours. That's but, right, I, um, But. Two of Kirsty's friends, well, they're both, one's an NHS. Ones in the police, both of them are tested. So I, that's right, seventy-two hours. I'm sure it was. Yeah. But we are also normal people, so you would assume some of these big companies can get results back a hell of a lot quicker than we would get all the results. That's just I think fr- footballers and that have been told. I think it seems to me as if they're getting told sort of there and then sort of thing, is it? No? So uh, it could be like so. Who knows? Um, but that, I mean, it was always going to happen. I think that was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that some of them, the, the the article hints at people got tested and then just went to do their match for the tapings. Right, I saw that tweet and it was from that Tom Collar who or whatever you say his name is. And shout out to Rich because Rich called. It was like, no, this fucking Rich didn't actually say this word for word, but it was like this fucking idiot's just basically not understanding the article. And sorry, Rich, but I'm going to say, yeah, that fucking idiot didn't understand the article, right? <laughs> so. Rich worded it slightly, slightly more PG and, and nicer than that. This has nothing to do with so. your previous run-in with said um, journalist. Oh, he's a fucking clown journalist. What a clown! <laughs> <laughs> that, like you said, it was always going to happen. Like you can put as much testing and be as precautious as you can possibly be, but the chance you asked that it was going to happen anyway. Like you know, mm. so. Like, uh, like I say, you can be as careful as you can be, but you know, you're, you're, it's like inevitable. People within the company were going to get it. It's just, <clears throat> I mean, Florida and America in general, they they opened everything up far too quickly. In a that madman, I mean, Trump saying, I mean, this, uh, this stop testing this. Yes, this is a fucking what? country. Uh, this is a country led by an idiot that says. We're testing, testing so much, and that's why we're getting all these new cases. Now, so I'm telling them, slow down the testing. If we don't test as much, we won't get as many new cases. And you're like, what's wrong with Right, him? right, okay, okay. W W. Swollen bleach at one point. That might drink uh, Might help it. Fucking idiot. Absolute idiot. WWE Hall of Famer Donnie Trump. There, ladies and gents. <laughs> But it was always so I think. Uh, did you watch? Did you see the Sammy Guevara uh, YouTube video? I think it was a couple of minutes long. Where he was apologising to Sasha. I did not. No. No. See, I think AEW. I think they handled that pretty perfectly. I think. Um, I think. I think what the way he what he said was horrific as well. Oh, yeah, like, I don't give a shit like what age you are right you can't be a twi- like I said so many people say you can't be 22 year old in the class a kid but yet these 16 year olds are not kids and they're lying etc right but for him to turn around and say what he said about Sasha right but I think the big thing is that, that Sasha we spoke to each other privately and done it publicly for like because a lot of people need to see that Um that she forgives him and uh, you know if the person that's been 
person who's been wronged, if they can convert, forgive the person that's done it, then we should be able to. That says, I think it's what's important now is that, well, are you changing? Are you now still going to be like a little piece of shit? Or are you going to learn from it? Because I think at the end of the day, like a lot of people out there do deserve a second chance. So that's suspended without pay, and the pay that his, his pay was going to go to, like I think, to some sort of charity. So yeah, I think the I think that was well handled because I think if he didn't come out and come out and denied it, or was saying, "Oh, you know, I'm just a young kid. That is what it is," then it should be done differently. But it seemed genuine the apology. Mm. I've not seen the video, but I did see that he was suspended indefinitely, and all money will be going to a women's <coughs> shelter, I believe, something like that. So, in terms of a sort of public PR thing, they are they did handle it and I, I would say maybe better than WWE because it's just there's no sort of consistency with what WWE are doing but I think right and this is what I don't want to look like I'm just defending WWE right but outside of now we don't but obviously there's certain individuals that fall under the bracket Travis Banks has been yet released so neither has Leguero so I think those two are probably the only two so far that have come out and says, yeah, I did do it, but fall under the WWE bracket. But to the rest of them, she just can't do it now, shit. Like, Sammy Guevara just could not deny what he said because it was him. So, I don't know. Like, I think, like I said, you just need to kind of wait and see how it plays out because just right now a lot of it is just accusations. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's a shambles. It's a shambles, dogs, it? So, we'll try and get, sort of perk up a bit because that was some grim chat there for a while. Uh, have you gentlemen caught up with the all five episodes of the Last Ride docuseries on the award-winning WWE yep, yes. Network? Just yeah. watched the last one last night, actually, yep. The big man's away. For the twentieth time or something. <laughs> Why? We'll see about that. Yeah. Right. Because like, he said himself, like the match after Roman, he was like, "I took my hat and gloves up," and he was like, "That was it," and he was like, "That genuinely was it." So and then he came back, and now I know what they're saying. It's like, right, well, I went out on a high note, good note, I've done well, but now it's like I've got no desire to wrestle again. But it's kind of been like that the entire time. Like you might have a <laughs> shit match be like I'm done I can't do it anymore and now even himself he's like well the last match was pretty decent maybe I've got a couple more I think he probably is done I don't really know I think he is I think he, he probably is done for the in-ring but the style of match he had against ironically AJ Styles uh, with the pre-recorded and stuff I think he might go down that route for a few other matches um, but I mean who would even get away with doing some sting maybe but is he going to be tempted out for that kind of match? Maybe actually, because it's done like kind of film style thing. They can't really wrestle much in ring anymore. But um, other than that, I it could be could be the ending. But I just like the way it was done. The whole thing because the first few episodes you thought, "Oh, this is this guy telling you he doesn't know himself when he's going to retire," and then all of a sudden, as if he took a knock to the head in the last couple of episodes, and he was just like, <laughs> oh, "This is it. I've got no desire now. I'm just I'm finishing up here." But no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was the best piece of TV I've seen in a while, actually. <laughs> what, what I liked about it was it was like it was clear, it was obviously filmed over a good few years. 
uh-huh. which is actually kind of pretty cool. Um, and I think, like I say, the best thing about it, and we spoke about it last week, Clive, was that um, he spoke about it in episode four, like when he was walking away with AJ saying, that's a guy I would love to work with. Like, you know, and that was like a year before the match took place. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's actually pretty fucking cool. Like, uh-huh. you know, that's, he says that and then a year later that they are working together. Mm-hmm. I quite like the sort of nostalgic bits as well. They're picking up some things for the 90s and that as well. They'd obviously mm-hmm. filming back then you'd never seen before. I like stuff like that. Like, shows you there's a lot of probably WWE content you've never ever seen before that you eventually get released, you know, sort of backstage uh-huh. stuff. I, quite, I like all that sort of stuff. Showed quite a lot of stuff backstage from the Saudi shows, which we've not really seen. Um mm-hmm. Carrying on with and the, the, no, and the number of WrestleManias. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like the gorilla positions as well that you've never seen before. That, that was good. I've never seen the bits. It was. It was a totally. Uh, we got it with the. Uh, um, <coughs> I actually, when I, my column drops tomorrow on wrestlingheadlines.com, I've actually done a piece on Undertaker's retirement. So please head over to wrestlingheadlines.com tomorrow for. My latest article, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I'm too busy putting myself over that I forgot what I was talking about. What was just said there? <laughs> the Undertaker. Uh, the whole uh, how it was done, sort of backstage stuff. And... Aye. I, the fact that you're right, like, it's as if he just took a knock on the head because the mm-hmm. probably the Goldberg bit. Because that seemed to really shake him. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> it. That's all it. No, I thought that. That might be a disaster. I mean, see, when you look back and Taker explains it, and you're actually thinking, do you know, I know Goldberg have got a lot of fucking blame for that, but it was just a smashed head off the pillar. Like, that's an inch, and it would have been fine. And mm-hmm. Taker doesn't blame him for it, it was just a disaster. The fucking DX match was a disaster, though. That one where Kane's wig came off Aye. and Shawn Michaels looked like a guy that was in a cuckoo's nest, like a, a mess of a man. See, that match was just was just shit, like really, really shit. The Goldberg Taker match, I would watch again because it was just a train wreck. <laughs> but, but I think there were two different types of like just shockingly bad matches. One was just terrible. Another one, you're like, I'm watching that just because it is so shockingly bad. I think the Triple H, uh, Michael's one, tag team one, when Triple H got injured, remember, uh, quite early on. Mm-hmm. I was quite surprised Michael's managed to last the pace in it. I thought, he's maybe getting a match on him, actually. I remember thinking that myself. And then when I seen it in the documentary again, I thought I felt embarrassed for the four to be honest with you. But <laughs> I didn't realise how actual bad it was. But um, The mayor of the the mayor. I know. The mayor of a county got his wig taken off <laughs> mid match. I forgot about that. I know that's right. <laughs> Till Undertaker mentioned it, that's shocking. <laughs> and then Undertaker, see the bit at the end where Undertaker blamed Kane, so that it was all his fault. <laughs> when they get backstage, aye, he's <laughs> quite a funny man. Mm-hmm. My favourite bit was when they were doing a promo with Kane and Undertaker said, well, we've got three words for you. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That was a promo for that match as well, I know. Will you miss him? Or is is now the right time? Because he was saying a lot 
I said it on the Steve Austin show as well. Uh, it's up to him when he decides to finish up, but there's there's only so much he can do. There's not so many left. He's went out on a high in a limited sort of actively limited match, but it was still a sort of really good memorable one. There's not much else he can do. And as he said, um, there's COVID, there's Kobe Bryant death shook him, and obviously that revelation that his brother had died the day before filming. That's right. It's like, fuck's sake, man. And he's walking about a graveyard doing all this stuff. So it was the outside world rather than the professional wrestling world that told him it's time for you to give it up. But I think it is time. And he, he's put, he's got his Twitter now, and he put up a message saying thank you and all that stuff. So maybe this is. I mean, I would happily. I think he can come back and do a promo now and again, or a wee a wee choke slam to somebody on a homecoming episode and all that shit. But in terms of build for matches for something, like that, just leave him be, let him go and fish and and pray. <laughs> let, let him be. Let him be that kind of special non wrestling role where he's like a special attraction. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, one of probably alongside Bret Hart, my two all-time favourites. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't miss him. Um, but yeah, the time for him to retire, like I say, was a good few years ago. And I know, like at the end of the day, like we got we got the good AJ match out of it. Um, you know, so yeah, but it is it's the right time for him to go. But it will be missed. I see, I've always, always loved Taker. Oh, I. I think it's funny everyone's at the time you wanted him to stay as long as possible, but it's kind of gets selfish and end up from your point of view that it was just you wanted to see him in another match, another match. But when he looks back on it, the last sort of five years he's wrestling career, I'm probably embarrassed by because <laughs> apart from the AJ match and the, I actually didn't mind the Bray Wyatt match for one way, uh, the one after they lost the streak, but it was all right. Um, but the best he looked was actually the Extreme Rules that tag match mm-hmm. when it teamed up with Roman yep. to fight Drew and Shane um, we got that epic we got that epic Drew moment as well when he's uh, you saw him like, rising up behind Taker that's right but no it was definitely the right time um, and in a few years when he looks back in his career I think the last few years he just probably wished he'd, actually he did say at one point he wished he retired the same time as Shawn Michaels didn't he so. the, that Cena yeah program. I didn't say that in the documentary at one point uh huh the the John Cena program sickened me to my very my very core. Hated everything about that. What was that? The one John oh, Cena. Right. And it's quite that program about him now. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing though. Cena hasn't taken any bumps. Like he took a couple against Bray Wyatt and took a few against Taker, so he's not she has never wrestled another full fledged match again. Um and, and no matter see, no matter what you want to say, like we got some awesome Cena promos building up to the Taker match, and it obviously we saw mm-hmm. the epic sprint up the ramp from Cena. I don't really care, you know. I don't care what anyone says. Like, see the moment where you got Cena and Taker inside the ring at WrestleMania facing off each other. You're like, oh, like I know, I know it wasn't a match per se; it was a squash, but it was just like that moment alone. You're like. Oh fuck! This is a big time. This is a big. It's had like a big fight feel to it in my mind. Now, obviously, it didn't work out that way. But like, I love those moments. Like sometimes even more so than the actual fight itself. Like you know, I remember Mayweather Pacquiao how the camera panned out 
and you just saw them turn around, you saw the sign, you were like, oh my God, I believe this is happening now, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know Barry mentioned something in there, and I'm going to talk about it if you don't mind. Go for it. My <laughs> favourite wrestler of the last... My favourite wrestler of the last decade is who? Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking... Oh, my... See that promo? I'm, like... Uh, I've watched that, like, a, like a two dozen times already this week. I, I just fucking love Bray. You know what the problem is? Braun's going to beat Bray. And then at SummerSlam or whatever it might be, we're going to get Braun versus The Fiend because The Fiend is going to be, quote-unquote, the big boss. Mm. Oh, I wish it was the other way around though I wish it was Bray Wyatt who was the class of the big boss I absolutely nah, love Bray mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says go back and watch Bray's promos in NXT when he first came up to the quote unquote main roster he was cutting promos like you've not seen in years and you were like this is fucking tremendous I'd quite like it if Bray just stayed as Bray so would I. I don't. Uh, like, I love. I love the Fiend stuff, but I want Bray cult leader Bray back. The uh, the Fiend stuff was shocking at the start. It was all sort of new, but it got old quickly for me. Well, uh, I think I think we say it best. We said it best, didn't we, when he first took on Seth Rollins? But how do you like? Yeah, remember when we say it, it was like you got it all wrong, like. The opening scene of every single film is the killer killing someone. It's not the killer being like dismantled. The Fiend character is a little undertaker. It's very limited to what happened in the ring. Um, <clears throat> and then it's just you get... Like the Seth Rollins one, I was like, how does he get beat here? Seriously, how is he ever going to get beat? So... Cool, it's weird to say, I don't know... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not bored of the, the Fiend story but it's just limited to what can happen with it so uh, it took me by surprise and I'm very happy about it though when he came back as Ray Wyatt basically so um, but I think and I say, I say it at the time I think the problem with the Fiend character right, was was he had to be booked like like so dominantly mm-hmm. and that itself is a problem but that went out the fucking window the moment you had Oldberg beat him um, so and then obviously you get the brawn, uh, where you know, ah, brawn beat obviously normal Bray or whatever. But like I said, there's, there's like an ongoing theme here. Um, but I said, but I want cult leader Bray Wyatt back so badly. As soon as this podcast is finished, I'm going to start, I'm going to put that promo back on again. Um, there's just that something about him. I I just I've not seen it actually. I just spoiled it for is, like, like, no, uh, I knew about that. But... <laughs> that what are you and, drinking? Are you drinking Pepto Bismol or something? No, I'm not saying Dilutrous. It looks like. Summer Fruits. Aye, Dilutrous. Robinsons. Summer Fruits, what's the rest of it then? Uh, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> summer Fruits, Summer Vodka. <laughs> but I think, I think with the Bray thing is that, like, I'm not talking about his in ring ability, because his in ring ring ability is like, okay. You know, it's fine, it's not great, it's just, okay. It was always a character, and I've, I've always always been the opposite. It's like, give me great wrestler over the great character, but Bray was just different. Oh, the White Family first one in this team, it was brilliant. Oh, phenomenal. That's Remember the first had with the shield. match, I know. Oh. 
Right. I remember that first like face off and fight they had. I remember it was um, Ambrose and Rollins in the ring with Harper and Rowan, um, and then uh, Roman was grabbing hold of Bray Wyatt, saying, "Get them off, get rid of them," and then Bray suddenly goes bang, and it just all hell broke loose. That was amazing. Was that? It didn't last long. As long as it no, should have lasted. That triple threat match, I think, was that in Chicago. I want to say. Who was that? The, what, the Shield and Wyatt family because nothing even fucking happened at the match. Like they're all was... standing in a raw chant already. That's right. awesome. <laughs> like, that was the <laughs> That was when um, CM Punk was on his hiatus. Remember when they thought, yeah. thought he was going to appear that night, and then <sighs> they had to keep the fans happy with the Shield Wyatt. That, that was the first time they ever fought. Actually, that's right. It happened again like, a few times after that, didn't it? So, so Barry, I know I'm pestering you with questions. And you've. Nice. Uh, Does that mean? Um, how, how's your pubic region doing these days? <laughs> hey, it's a, a touchy subject. Oh, I've actually got my hands on it now, so let's say. <laughs> is, it, is, it well, is it well kept, well tidy? Well trimmed, anyway. And, 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 Can I go on? Tell, tell me about this new product we've got. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Have you heard of Manscaped at all? Heard of what? Manscaped. No. Well, no. Manscaped, Barry, they have redesigned the electric trimmer. The The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved More of Lawns 3.0. Oof. You've like, you can tell you've been up all right uh, rehearsing that, Brian. You definitely didn't look as if you were reading that off something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just it's just coming off the top of my head that their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, and millions of ball, millions of pairs of balls are about to be nick free thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Basically, when you're looking after yourself downstairs, a bit of manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You'll be glad to know. That's good. It's bet you took a lot of balls to reveal that. Huh? <laughs> Uh, so, no. what can you offer me? <laughs> well, I can offer you the fact that the water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. Oh, I can, <laughs> I can tell you as well that oh. one of the, the coolest features, if you feel like having a shower in the dark, is that the LED light illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 revs per minute motor with a, don't laugh now, quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show you're more off loud and proud. Like, you know, show your pals or your friends and your mum and dad. Uh, so off loud and <laughs> Because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim those balls of yours. Get your bollocks out and trim them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get 20% off and free shipping go to manscaped.com and use this, the code in the checkout area suplex s-u-p-l-e-x caps lock at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping your balls will thank you they'll actually sort of <laughs> say thank you Barry <laughs> that sounds very interesting have you got one yourself? it's oh, and it's, it's being shipped as we speak how, how much the product? If you just go to manscaped.com, you can find it. 
99. I'll have a look because it's something I've been uh, looking for for a, a while, to be honest with you. I've been using my beard trimmer, so what I do, I normally shave the whole noise first and then I shave my beard after looking on my face. So. <laughs> the system, no, but that's a, that's a game changer, the fact you can do it in the shower. In that's the great. shower and in the dark, because we all like a, a dark shower. No, I so, are you gentlemen ready for a wee quiz? Aye, absolutely, yep. Thankfully someone remembered the quiz. It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, since we've been talking about The Undertaker... I've got a wee surprise for you and I put next to no effort into this at all. Shit, I've just done something to my Google Doc. <laughs> uh, it should come as no surprise that once again I have stolen some content from the um, shit cul- uh, sorry, what culture website and basically we're going to do a wee how well do you know the Undertaker quiz? Alright? <coughs> So I will offer you ten questions. I'm guessing right. Ricky, what's your buzzer? <clears throat> I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. And Barry? Uh, it's been that long. <laughs> I go. Was it? Do you remember? Uh, is it not? Was it not? It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Oh, I. <laughs> It's B-A-Z or something, isn't it? Aye, <laughs> <B-A-Z>. <laughs> oh my yeah. word. Right. So I've stolen this from what culture, I'm not gonna lie. Number one. Uh if you don't if you don't get these correct, if you both pass, I'll give you multiple choice, okay? Number one, the Undertaker Survivor Series debut. Can't took- hear you. Oh, I lost you completely there. Ah, I said that. Can you hear me? As soon as you started the question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? Still can't. You must be at it, surely. Well, folks, that's been the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex oh, Podcast. Ah. Can you both hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you yep. like how do you like me now? Right, Undertaker's Survivor Series debut took place on which date? November seventeenth, November twentieth, November twenty second, or November? 27th. I know I shouldn't have done the multiple choice straight away, but I did. Sorry. <laughs> Give us the options again. November 27th, 22nd, 20th and 17th. Uh, it's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. Yeah, I'm going to figure this out in my head. Alright. Well, you got no I didn't, I didn't buzz in, it was you. Go, oh, sorry. Go, um, go B-A-Z. November 20th. Incorrect. Right. I can remember it appeared in the last episode there, so I thought it came down to the box. I told you the date. 22nd. Correct. Well done. Well done. One point to Ricky. This is How good. are you figuring that out anyway? Because I did this quiz earlier and I've got the answers here. No, I was um, talking to Ricky right. there. Uh, I looked at my calendar. 
and for so I was going to try and date track back like go oh, twenty years. But right. I just looked at the, the days. I looked at the dates on the Sunday, and the only date that they said was the twenty second. Now that doesn't mean anything, but I just changed it. Fell. <laughs> 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 For anyone familiar with Countdown, you need to get Ricky on the, the numbers sums bit because this guy's got... This guy's mental arithmetic is better than anything you can do, basically. <laughs> uh, number two, what was The Undertaker initially billed as? Sorry, what was the... What was The Undertaker initially billed as? What was his original uh, name? Okay. Okay. Um, it's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. Right. Was it not Undertaker Kane? <laughs> Maybe you could kind of... Oh, something like that, so it was. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one more shot at it, Barry. What, the now? Aye, because... What, is it just Kane? Oh. <laughs> I'll give you two more shots. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, well, no, because I thought I genuinely thought that, that was it. So that's my bad. I'm going to give you half a point. How's that? Oh, that might help for the. Never know. It could come in handy at the end of the quiz. <laughs> <It> could <laughs> uh, the answer is Kane, the Undertaker? Oh Jesus! Fair enough. I know it didn't sound right when I said that anyway. So that's a, I thought it was Kane, just Kane then. Uh, the next, uh, so it's one to half points. Uh, the next question is worth one and a half points. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's just worth half a point. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> one point. Who was the Undertaker's first manager? I spit in the face of people who don't want to cool. Richard? Was it Bruce? Richard? Oh... Uh, you need to be very specific. Oh, I need to say his actual name at the time. Aye. All oh, right. Okay. Um, I spent the face of people who don't want to kill. Um, it was brother love. Right, so that's. Uh, I'm going to have to do a half point here. I'm being. I'm being as fair and as harsh as I possibly can. Uh, now this is for the the in your house fans in the in the room. Shout out to Jean Pierre Lafitte, everybody. So it's uh, two one and a half points to a half point to Barry. I'm going to lose score very quickly here. At which event did the Undertaker finally regain the remnants of the urn? Oh. Oh. Right. Is... Mm. I spit in my face of people who don't want to be cool. Ricardo? Do you need. Sorry? On you go. Do you, do you need the name of the pay per view? Aye. So like you know, how in your house, no, but when, you know, when in your house one, two, but it was fourteen. Right, okay. Let me double check what that and one is. Want, 
Was it Revenge of Taker? In your house. Oh, fuck's sake, Google. No, it wasn't that one. It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. B-A-Z? I don't know if it's the right number, but actually, funnily enough, you said 14. I was thinking 15, but was the name of it A Cold Day in Hell, by any chance? It was not that one either. No. So do you want some uh, multiple choice? Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Right, okay, give me a wee moment here. I've made an asset as well because the other multiple choice ones aren't in your house so I need to think of a oh, few God. more right just finding a couple of random ones I know I'm trying to remember them right. in your house one in your house two all the actual ones <laughs> right so the four, the four options in your house international incident in your house mind games in your house seasons beatings and in your house, rage in the cage. I spit in my face of people who don't want to be cool. Rage in the cage. Incorrect. B A Z. It's me. It's me. It's B A Z. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name of the <laughs> main game. Sorry. It was wrong again. It was in no. your in your house seasons beatings. I've never even heard that one. What one's that? That's the one that featured a, a grisly encounter between Bret Hart and British Bulldog. What was it called? Seasons Beatings. Seasons Beatings. A December number. I don't remember what it was called that at all, but is that the one that Bret and Bulldog the main event, eh? Mm-hmm. All right, I didn't know it was called that. Right, um, what question are we on? <laughs> Five? I've only, got, I've only got a half point, I'm sure. And you've got one and a half, Ricky, yes. Um, yep. Right, we're going to say this is... There's two incorrect, I think. I don't know All what's right. going on anymore, I've lost I've lost the will. Right, next question. Out of the five Buried Alive matches, how many has Taker won? God, you just claim to be Undertaker fans and you just fucking can't remember a thing. I know, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know if he's actually... I'm actually quite shocked. I, I've, now I'm going back on it, I think, actually, it is me, it's me, it's BZ. Um <laughs> Is it actually none? Incorrect. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. One. Like <laughs> oh, also incorrect. <laughs> is it? Really? He lost to Kane. He lost to Vince. Should have lost to Mankind. Did not have either. one with it. Aye. So I spit in the face people don't want to kill. Two? Aye. <laughs> 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 That's you up to two and a half. One of them was a tag match, was it not? Oh, with the Rock. The one where the big show fucking launched mankind like a, a wet console. Oh, that was a smackdown or something, wasn't it? <laughs> I know. 
number six. Who did he defeat to win his? Who did he, Jean Pierre Lafitte, defeat <laughs> to win his second WWE championship? It's me. It's me. It's BAZ. Barry. Sid. Big psycho Sid himself. Aye. We're at two and a half to one and a half now. Let me see. Sorry. Now, I'm going to leave that one out because it's wrong. True or false? <laughs> True or false? The Boneyard matches take us longer. Fucking what culture, eh? I know, I'll tell you <laughs> one in a minute. Say that again, sorry. The Boneyard matches take us longest WrestleMania about. True or false? I spit in the face of it, don't be cool. Ricky? False. Correct, three and a half points. So the question. Oh, Sean Michaels one's probably one. Aye. See, I think one of the Triple H's went for fucking two years. <laughs> and the the Edge Hell in a Cell went on for a five weeks as well. So the <laughs> question was: How many Edge and Undertaker? No, I mean, they never. It, what? I never did that. I mean, they fought a summer slam. Aye, yeah, a summer slam, aye. What's wrong with this question? How many consecutive WrestleManias did he compete at before his absence on the card in 2019? Oh, that's right. Just ignore me. I'm an arsehole. Before his absence on the card? Aye, so they took into account that he'd actually not been uh, at WrestleMania 2000. Just ignore me, okay? I made an arsehole. What was that? So, what did you say? Wasn't it WrestleMania 2000? Aye, it's just let's move on. It's Thursday already, so let's move on. <laughs> so, if I get that question, no, you're not getting it. You're not allowed. Number seven. <laughs> it was fourteen, I think. Anyway, I'll answer. Uh, here's a great question. Multiple choice. At which event did Undertaker have a consecutive string of losses between 2002 and 2008? SummerSlam, Unforgiven, No Mercy, or Backlash? A fucking random question. I spit in the face of who don't be cool. Uh, Backlash. Incorrect. The tension mounts. Incorrect. I know it's. It's no summer sun because we won. We beat Batista in a hell in a cell and that was about 2000. What was the other options? <laughs> SummerSlam, Unforgiven, No Mercy, or Backlash? Uh, it's me, it's me, it's BAZ. Barry? I'm going to say No Mercy because I remember it'd be half Lesnar myself. One of the grisliest matches I've ever seen in a WWE ring, the 2002 No Mercy Hell in a Cell match, Undertaker <laughs> was so red, I thought I was looking at one of the weird photographs. When you get the red eyes. It's <laughs> like <laughs> my eyes, isn't it? I, I know. It's uh, not as bad, actually. Oh, aye. Yes, correct. Well. It's two and a half to three and a half now. You're catching up. We're in question number eight. Let me see, let me see. I'm just going through because there was 30 questions and it's a ridiculous amount of questions. So. Pardon me. Bless you. Thank you. Well, no, baby, this is it. 
The Brothers of Destruction officially, officially united in 2001 to take down which unstoppable team? Uh, it's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z Alright Was it Stone Cold and Triple H? That's what I picked but I was wrong apparently Singles I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool Ricky What year did you say? Oh one. So Rocky was going to be my guess. <coughs> so that was your guess. <laughs> but I'm going to go DDP and Canyon. Absolutely not. See, when they, <laughs> see, when they said 2001 Invasion, I thought they too. But he said Unstoppable Team, and I thought, nah. Do, oh, did you say Invasion? No, he said 2001, that was Invasion time, oh, that right. was a year. But when he said Unstoppable Team, I was like, nah, it wasn't them. Um, I spit in the face of your people who don't want to be cool. Yep. The, Dud- the Dudleys? Nope. I'm going to give you one more clue, right, and see if you remember this. In 2001, there was an episode of SmackDown that was an extreme episode. Uh, and they had a first blood match against these two. Undertaker <laughs> won it by smashing the chair over one of these people's heads. Uh, I remember it vividly because on the same night, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bubba Bomb, Jeff Hardy off the bloody stage through a stack of tables. Was it during the invasion this? Um, it was spring, summer of 01, aye. On Smackdown? I'll give you a clue. The name has been mentioned by someone when they've been deliberating. One of the people's names has been mentioned. What, in this quiz so far? In this question. Alright, oh, so it's obviously somebody. It is somebody from Invasion in that Moot said. No. Oh. Oh, wait there. I spin a face of Pedro. Oh, Ricky. Ricky, she was one of them. And? Am I right? Keep going. And? Haku. Oh. Four and a half to two and a half now, is that correct? I was I wasn't sure I was gonna guess it anyway, so it's fine. Two questions left. Ha, um how many times has the Undertaker pinned Brock Lesnar? You're going again, Brian, I can't hear you. Well a sign language it the violent. <laughs> I'm just going to sing a song until you hear me again. La 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 la. Did you hear him, Mitch? No. No. Oh, you're kidding me, <laughs> on, gents. Come on. This is picking me up perfectly. Mm. Nothing. I can't even be bothered He's cutting gone. this out. It's gone. It's gone. So now, Right, I'm just going to kid on. These guys are kidding on, they can't hear me. Uh, and I'll do the plugs just now hey, until he's back. Uh, he's back now. Aye, ah, smirks, put the smirks away. Uh, how many times has Undertaker pinned Brock Lesnar? And there are two decades worth of collisions. It's me, it's me, it's B.A.Z. Barry? 
None. Correct answer. Oh, four and a half to three and a half. So that's what I was going to say because he he choked them out. Ah, some of them. That's right. And the last question: instead of me doing a, a what do you call it? Instead of me doing. Instead of doing a tiebreaker, I'm going to make... No, I'll do a tiebreaker if it comes to it. So it's four and a half to three and a half. Possibly last question of the night. Which title has the Undertaker not held? Out of these four. Hardcore, Intercontinental, WCW Tag Team, WWE Undisputed. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Barry? Intercontinental. Correct. And we're at a tiebreaker here, four and a half points in the Palladium of Life. The tiebreaker question. Could, after a shock comeback to the roster after several years, could Barry become (laughs) in pole position for championship material? At the end of which pay-per-view did Undertaker say, where to, Stephanie? So I'm guessing you're both familiar with the event. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was a rotty, but honestly, if I'm really honest, so <laughs> no, I'm not familiar. So, <laughs> <aren't I? laughs> I can picture it. I visualise it, but same. I uh, spit in the faces of. People who don't want to be cool. Uh, do you? Because you don't sound <laughs> too sure of that. I'm not sure at all. Um, no, it's not the one I had in mind. Right, screw it. Going to go for it. Is it Backlash 99? It is. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone. See you later. <laughs> I was going to guess St Valentine's Day Massacre actually which was also 99 I think it was that far away for that either uh, I think that was the night he had uh, Ken Shamrock and was it not Mankind and Show in a boiler room bro what the backlash I think it was was that after the Rock Austin at Mania was it backlash after that the Rock and Austin the best Rock and Austin match the one at backlash 99 and I swear, I swear by that today. Well, no, the one he screwed the world and went with Vince was probably the best one they had. It was very good, Nine, it was. But 19. That bit oh, where, 17, sorry, 17. The bit where Shane McMahon was counting for Austin, one, two, and then the double middle fingers right in his face. Like You can't, you can't teach that. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network where you can get other shows such as Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, Grown Men Watch This Shit, All Things Elite and When They Return. No, Grown Men Watch This Shit, When They Return, Get In The Ring and All Things Elite. Um, you can go to the podcast app of your choice, give us a nice fat five-star review, get all those algorithms going and get us climbing up the charts so we can reach more faces and ears and eyes and noses. Um, there's information in the show notes for how you can donate to the show if you want to give us a wee bit of pocket money to pay for better equipment because my microphone stand has been held together by magic apparently 
uh, or you can go to manscapes.com, the, the pioneers of ball trimming. So, suplex is your promo code that you put in there. I'm looking forward to Barry buying one of them shortly. Um, socialsuplex.com, you can also subscribe to get the podcast sent directly to your email inbox as well as read columns there. Speaking of columns, my brand extension column on wrestlingheadlines.com, formerly known as Lords of Pain, will be released tomorrow at some point, as in Thursday. All about The Undertaker. Um, there is a Facebook group called The Wrestling Squared Circle. You can go in there and chat with us as a community, a wholesome bunch. We are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Ricky, have I missed anything? Um, no, I mean, you asked Barry to pass out his details. And yes, so that's, cool I, I was coming to that next if you're wanting a following, Barry. <laughs> I, uh, damn it. Uh, where's my Twitter account? <laughs> I'm sure it's Baz D86. At Baz D86. At Baz D86, yeah. Uh, but I'd just like to say, uh, to add to that about the the Manscaped is it, website you mentioned there, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just say I can recommend it straight away as since the product was that good, I already ordered it and it's already arrived, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> so, very fast, lovely. <laughs> and I'm just trying to go to town with it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Baz D eighty six, I'm sure it's as simple as that. I could probably just confirm it just now for you. As <clears throat> uh, I just checked, yeah, as I, I thought it was underscore somewhere. That's what, that was my doubt there, but no, it's at Baz D eighty six. Follow me, I'll follow you. Follow, follow. follow. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Good night and God bless. Take care, folks. Take Don't care, guys. Stay safe. Stay home. <laughs> fuck David Starr. Fuck Joey Ryan. Fuck Jordan. I could be here on it. <laughs> fuck them all. Fuck wrestling. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.